Looks like there's gonna be a brawl. You playing something good? Hell yeah! Rolling Stones, street fighting man, G. Seven! You just hit G8. If you like King of Coladas, bring it out! Hey, how come you get a pool cue? Hello, and welcome back. Hello, 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 motherfuckers. It's a new year, but the old podcast, because we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Honorable Greg B. and the Rated R Mike Fossil probably present to you the most fucking Rated R drunkest podcast in the fucking world. This is a very fucking drunk podcast. And if you're not down with that, drink a beer, motherfucker. Or fuck ya. Alright, so we're back. It's 2019. Uh, We were gonna do another one to end out 2018. It didn't happen. But you know what? We were too drunk for it. That's what happens. You know, sometimes you get too drunk to do a podcast. I mean, it's probably been a couple times where we have been too drunk to do this podcast, but we still did it. The problem was we weren't together, so we couldn't do the podcast. We were... Just very drunk separately for New Year's <laughs> Eve. I, all right, here's what I did for New Year's Eve. I don't know what you did specifically, but I watched the Three Stooges marathon and drank every time someone got hit. Do you know how many times people get hit in that friggin' motherfucking show? All the friggin' time. You know, me harking back to like when I used to watch it when I was younger, it was like, oh, I can't, couldn't be that much. I just, I'm probably just imagining that in my mind no there are times where there's like multiple hits mo hits larry for no reason just because in case he does something later and it's like good god man what are you doing you're ruining my night but you know it is what it is and i drank a lot of beers and i watched a lot hey, of hey you capped seasons. off the 2018 the right way you got drunk sure. Exactly. A la very drunk podcast. Very there drunk podcast. Very drunk. Um, podcast. Me and the lovely Jen Sansone, who is um, in the house, but she's sleeping at the moment. So shout, Hi, out Jen. To, shout out to Jen Sansone. She's sleeping with the kitty cat, who probably will not, for the first time ever, make an appearance of this podcast because she's made every she's that made a cameo true. pretty much every appearance. It is true. But she's with the lovely Jen Sansone. At the if moment. we put on some Metallica, she might come out, but that's about it. But anyways, um, me and the lovely Jen Sansone, we were low key. Uh, we watched CNN, and we watched two gays get drunk. <laughs> I heard Anderson, about that. Anderson Cooper. I think and, my mom uh, was watching that actually. Anderson Cooper and the guy from Bravo, or I don't know his name. I don't know some of the gay guy. He's pretty famous. I forget his name. And I'm not being politically incorrect because they're no, both the, gay. Um, um, the guy that's like the you know he was the skater or whatever. The one that like not that guy. I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I have no idea. The Real Housewives that he critiques them. So, oh, I don't, I don't know. know his name. Whatever his name is. But anyways, um, a few podcasts ago, we um, a few we had the, the um, we had the uh, best of the eighties. Oh yeah, it was a few. So we decided today to do the best of the nineties. Okay, I thought you were bringing up something else. But but <laughs> previously on a very drunk podcast, we talked about the Creed movie. We did. We I did liked the, it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. 
We did this tell-all, say-off of the final debate ever. We've uh, finally closed <laughs> was the chapter. It? Was it? Because I feel like you're going to bring it up again. We closed the chapter on what's better, Rocky Three or Rocky Four. I mean, four. that was for you to decide. Vote down below. Shout out to the King of Beers. Who voted down below. And he voted for Rocky Four. I mean, everyone else I talked to voted for Rocky Three, but... Plus, I said... They some... didn't vote down below, so I don't I know. I sent some text messages here, and um, Mr. Matt Murphy... He says, and I said, and I quote, and I'll show it to Greg later on for proof. I said, Rocky Three or Rocky Four, which is better? His response, both are great, but four gets a slight edge. Okay. So. His his opinion is pretty that's solid. That's fine. So. That's fine. Uh, Michael Grace put it basically how I said it. Um, he said, Rocky Three is a better movie Rocky Four is basically a music video, which that pretty much sums it up. Rocky Four is a music video. You hit the literally if you have it on DVD, a Blu-ray, whatever. If you if you literally hit the button, like so, there's a scene. Hit Wait, the button. I don't, know, I don't know. We we already discussed that. I know thing. we did. I know we did. But I'm just we, saying we, you can't you can't bring up a, a rebuttal that right. you already said. I'm just However, saying. But these are things you have. Listeners, I mean, listeners, great, great one person. Go well, back to the previous episode. And listen to my rebuttal on that. I did the end all of all rebuttals when I said that each character in Rocky Three. All right, we're not here to great. Whatever, fuck it. We're not here to debate this. But Rocky Four is better. We're not here to debate. Um, the Four Horsemen are still the greatest fucking um, alliance of all time. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We'll have a discussion about that later. Oh, Christmas movies. Gremlins is great. All right, I didn't have. I didn't have a problem with Gremlins. No, my. I was just being the contrarian. And trying to argue the people that are arguing to bring up a different, you know. I enjoy Die Hard. I enjoy Gremlins. It's just for me, it's tougher to consider them Christmas movies as opposed to other Christmas movies. But you know, are they Christmas movies? I mean, they're set at Christmas. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to debate that because if you're not debating, if you're going to debate that, you have to. Consider a lot of. Out of curiosity, did you watch a Christmas story this year? I I did not. So you didn't get to figure out if you liked it or not. I, I or, didn't. I yeah, didn't. So. I didn't. Up, I didn't end up watching it. Um, I was busy. I watched the um, um, the new Christmas Kurt Russell movie, one, the Kurt Russell one, uh, Christmas Chronicles. Would that have made your Netflix? list? Uh no. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Um, you know, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus was a bit weird. They did this whole thing where like he. Well, I'm not fat. I'm not this fat guy. They make me fat for some reason. And he was like, they did this whole storyline about that. It was kind of like, ah. But could you have been? Like, I mean. And then there's a twist at the end. I mean, I don't know if we call it a twist. But basically, there's this whole thing with Mrs. Claus. And it's like, wait, who's Mrs. Claus? It's Kurt Russell. So you could probably figure out who Mrs. Claus is. Without really having uh, to Goldie think about Han. it too much. Yeah, it was Goldion. Who was, you know, not looking great these days. But, but she's that being like said, 75 years old. That being said, Christmas is gone. It's about a yeah, month and a half no. ago. It's, it's 2019. Here we are. We're in, so moving along. So so we're getting to the point where um, we're almost 30 years removed from the beginning of what was probably our... Even though we love the '80s, we talked about the '80s. We talked about it. We, you know, we were born, both born, had our primitive years in the '80s. 
but our are like defining years from formulating memories and stuff like that. I mean, you, you can say years. I remember shit from four years old or five years old or six years old. Yes, but, but like eight or nine is when you start like saying just, like, okay, you just you you know the years where you actually grow up. That was with the nineties for us. Yeah, like like I like could, sort of like um, this is a true story, a true story of <laughs> two drunks set to make make a podcast. <laughs> to find out what happens when you talk about the, the 90s while getting drunk. This is a very good drunk podcast. The 90s editions. Episode 8, motherfuckers. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I mean, would have episode 9 made more sense for this? Sure. Possibly. But, well, that was our plan but, initially. But plans don't always happen that way. There's other things going to happen, probably. So, And 10 is set aside for... Yes. Yeah, stay ten, tuned for 10. 10 will happen. It might not be in order. But it will happen. We'll see. Well, hopefully it does. But we never know. We never know. We have to do episode 10. 10, <laughs> 10 is reserved. 10 is reserved. It may not be quite And you order, will understand why it will be 10 happens. It will be 10. Yes. Um, All right. But today right, is... But today. Top five things in the 90s. Top five things in the 90s. According to the Honorable One and Mr. Rated R. Yes. And Honorable One started off with the your number five thing of oh, the I'm 90s. Oh, I'm starting it off. Okay. Yeah. Why the fuck? All right. No, I don't know. That's fine. Uh, my number five, um, I feel like, I don't know if we've talked about it on the Very Drunken Podcast, or it might have been before on the Very Drunken Podcast, like, prequels, if you want to call them that. They're on the One Man Renegade Podcast, you should check out on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Stitcher, and go to Razorvader.blogcast.com, Razorvader.blogspot.com. In addition to verydrunkenpodcast.blogspot.com and subscribe to both on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and then random other uh, I, I mean, podcast Mr. websites King, I don't even know Mr. About. King of Beers found this and I forget the... But I don't even know... I don't, it wasn't, I don't even website I don't know. I, I sent you a text. I was like, hey, did you ever hear this fucking website? I, was like, I, don't I have know. no idea. But it, it, it's... Uh, whatever. You can find it on a lot of different places. And but, comment um, like the King of I Beers I feel did. like we have talked about this subject before. Maybe we haven't. Maybe we just talked about it in general and weren't on the podcast. But my number five is Beavis and Butthead. Okay. So yeah. the thing is, I was like, okay, I'm trying. I was trying to think of cartoons that were big in the '90s, and like, like I did with the '80s, because I remember the '80s. I had, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, whatever, Transformers, He Man, all that stuff. But and then we did a whole. Which we branched thing. off. I was gonna say we branched off on thing. that as well. Yeah. But um. For the 90s, it's a bit awkward because it's like, well, what do you pick? The Simpsons, you could say, but that's still going today. You can South even say Park, Family Guy, right? You could say. Family Guy, you could say, but those are still going on today. Beavis and Butthead went from, like, 93 to, like, 97. And I don't count the fucking stupid comeback they had in, like, they, 2011 or The comeback whatever. didn't make any it sense. It was stupid, and they fucked it up, and they put it on MTV because it's like, oh, MTV, that's what it was on. But it's like, oh, wait, MTV is completely different than what it was 20 years ago when Beavis and Butthead and first Beavis and came on. The, the key to Beavis and Butthead, the original one, was the videos. The, that's the thing. To I me, mean, you know, music and, videos and they took it away. It, they watched a reality it? television. It didn't make any fucking sense. No, it didn't. It was stupid. And then when they watched the music video, it was like, I'm so cold in the D. Beavis and Butthead was some music the video you never seen shit. before and no one ever cared about it. It wasn't like they were watching old music videos, which would have been, cool. been fine. Because that's what they did in the 90s. They would watch 
I mean, they would watch the current ones. And a lot of bands that even helped, you know, helped. <laughs> like Rob Zombie, like, or White Zombie. Like, they were nothing. And then all of a sudden, one of their videos was on Beavis and Butthead. They're like, ah, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, and then all of a sudden, like, MTU was like, oh, wow. They said this was awesome. Maybe we should start playing this video. And they did. They got popular. It happened. It happened for other bands, I think, too. But even still, they would go back to stuff from the 80s and make fun of it or whatever. And it was fine. But, you know, or say it was cool, you know. I mean, we researched like They could have done that. They could have done that in the new one, and they didn't. But. There's a certain 80s video uh, by Mr. Benny Mardonis. <laughs> That I would have loved Beavis and Butt have watched just that to see amazing. what that their amazing, reactions would be um, into the night. Um, and if you ever want to see what the fuck we're talking about, just Google it. Then you might into the night. Yes. But regardless of any of that, yes, Beavis and Butt had my number five. Because, you know, I remember like back in 92, 93-ish when it first started, just coming home from school, throwing that shit on. And... Probably shouldn't have been watching it, maybe, at that point. I was kind of at the age where I was like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Slightly inappropriate. And my parents didn't really know because it was like, oh, it's, it's an animated show. And they're like, ah, oh, whatever, who cares? They're killing frogs they with baseball bats. They didn't give a fuck. And I was like, yeah. like, eh, yeah. But, like, younger kids than me at that point were still watching it. And they, some kid burned down his house because Beavis liked to play with fire. And then, fire, all, fire. then all of a sudden, it got moved to... Well, they could only show it after 10, and then, sadly... Did, only... that, did that create the 10 spot? It, it helped. It, it started... Yeah, I think it was part of it. And But, unfortunately, and we'll probably get to this a little bit later, and we'll talk about something else, um, I had to go to bed at 10, so... When I was that <laughs> age, like 93, 94. Um, and then I could only watch it on the weekends. But still, it was amazing. Up, it was up, great. Up, it was but I think they put out new episodes on Fridays anyway so it was I mean, it wasn't that big a deal but. nonetheless Beavis and Butthead was fantastic yeah. wasn't on my list but definitely not a mention hmm. glad you put it on five for me I'm gonna go to a movie for my number five change the script for movies fucking still to this day if you watch it for the first time you're like wow Terminator 2 okay yeah, Terminator yeah. 2 fantastic movie yeah I think that was uh, um, that was very high on my list of guys Movies for guys who like movies. I think I think that made you number one. Um, but I mean, to this day, if you put that on, like I don't know what they did with the CGI back then, but it holds up. If oh, you watch it today, it still holds up. And this it was like what ninety one? Was it? Uh, ninety one. Yes, ninety one. I mean, Summer ninety one. Good soundtrack. Good movie. I mean, Schwarzenegger was in his prime. Uh, it was. I mean, if you've never watched it, what are you? What are you waiting for? Like it's. You're only like fucking thirty something years late, <laughs> I but well, almost thirty years late. Yes, but not quite there. Not quite there. Not well, quite. Fucking, there. it was great. And um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've already talked about it. Look at the past po- podcast. Yeah. But well, and and to that, you know, uh, to that point, um, you know, with the Terminator series, they've done some movies since then, which weren't good, weren't great. So this year, I think sometime in the summer they're actually putting on another terminator no way yeah which is going to just basically get rid of everything that happened after terminator 2 and go from there but is james cameron doing it though james cameron's involved 
He's not yeah. directing. Unless it. he's doing it, I don't want to watch it anymore. But Linda, I, but Linda I Hamilton's like back. Serious? Yeah, she's coming back. Is Schwarzenegger in it? Schwarzenegger's obviously in it. Yes. Um, I don't think Edward Furlong's in it. I think he has so many drug problems. I don't think that matters because, I mean, it's going to be I mean, Genesis, the continuation of I um, think Genesis was Sarah a good story. concept. The, the thing that bothered me with Genesis, and I think we discussed this before, is that it it kind of eliminates T2 and T1. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just eliminate the whole... It's like, it's why like, did I, I love these two movies? Those don't matter. If you made it like a, a completely different movie, it would have been and It's fantastic. like, hey, remember these movies? Yeah, we're going to kind of talk about these movies, but But we're going to fucking fuck you up and, really, yeah. and change everything. Yeah, it kinda, yeah, no, that's true. It does kind of mess them up. But anyway, um, what's your number four? All right, my number four is um, the Sony PlayStation. Oh. Now, the reason why I, I could have picked a lot of different systems from the 90s, you know, obviously... The Super Nintendo. I mean, I had a Sega Genesis, which actually came out in the 80s. 89. So it doesn't count. Uh, but the Super Nintendo came out. I didn't have one. Okay. But the like N64, I could have counted too. But I went with Sony PlayStation simply just because that was Sony's first system. It could have been terrible. It could have been like the 3DO or the, or the Atari Jaguar or something like that along those lines. A lot of different new systems are coming out along those times. You know, even the Saturn wasn't great. Um, N64 was cool, but, you know, Nintendo had been around. They'd done their thing. The reason I picked the Sony PlayStation was because the Sony PlayStation... Was really good. Is Was amazing. Had a ton of great games. And it launched the Sony, you know... Platform. Platform. Yeah. Which is still the number one platform today with the Sony PlayStation 4. So, like, for me, yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely took over Nintendo. I messed up. When I jumped from the Genesis to my next system, I I stuck with Sega. I was like, ah, I'll get a Saturn. Um, You know, I got it for my birthday, uh, 1996, I want to say. By the summer of 97, I had already traded in for a PlayStation because the PlayStation just had so (laughs) many more good games. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. There was nothing wrong with the Saturn per se. Was Saturn CD it just CD oriented as well of, or no? Yeah, it just didn't have the games. The games were all coming out for PlayStation. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like none of the games I want to play are coming out for the Saturn. They're all coming out for PlayStation. Which when at the time when I when I made the decision, I went with the Saturn because I was like, oh well, you know, Sega's, Sega's established. Yeah, Sega's established. Oh, they're gonna have a good Sonic game on Saturn. They didn't. They're going to have another Streets of Rage. They didn't. You know, all these Saturn games that I thought they were going to have, or Sega games. Shout out to Streets of Rage. What's going to happen? Streets of Rage is on my honorable mentions. I'm going to say it right now. We still haven't got a Streets of Rage 4. Supposedly it's come out this year, but I don't know. I mean, like, you know, 25 years too late or whatever. Or however many years it's been. But, all right. You're number four. Ironically, ironically, I put my number four. Video game wars, because there was a time okay. there was okay, a time, in the, time in the early nineties where I know Genesis came out in eighty nine and Turbo Graphics came out I believe in eighty nine as well. Yep. But the SNES, SNES came out in ninety one. Yes, that is true. And you had three systems competing at once. Yep. All these games coming out and it was it was a really good time for video games. But Turbo Graphics kind of phased out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean Turbo like in in similar to what I was talking about with. PlayStation, N64, and Saturn. 
the Saturn was the TurboGrafx-16. It phased out, but then you had two... Real quick, but then you had two really, really good systems. You had the Genesis and the SNES. And if you owned both, you were like golden because you had Sonic, you had the new Marios and all these games and, coming out from both Super systems. And you had you pretty much had to own both because both systems had games coming out at once. Like, you know, even like Golden Axe and like there was so many games coming out from the Genesis that were pretty fucking solid, you know. But then you had like Donkey Kong on... On the SNES. Yeah, so you, yeah. you kind of had to own two systems and it was... Yeah, it's tough. And they were both competitive. There, was, there wasn't a, a, an A and a B. There wasn't one A and a one B. Yeah. Oh, they were absolutely. both pretty much really knocking each other. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can probably say the Xbox and PlayStation nowadays are kind of like that as well. There's people so much loyal to Xbox and there's so much people that are loyal to PlayStation. Yeah. But at that time, like, you couldn't be loyal to anything. You you had to, you had to own both. That's yeah, that was, that was the thing. I never had a SNES. Seriously? I never had one. No. Wow. Yeah. I own both. Yeah. I think I had to. I mean, because I there was so many games that were coming. I mean, but I just, you know. There was a game called Top Gear, a racing game I loved. You know, there was so many games that were, that were coming off of the SNES, but then on the, on the stock, Streets of Rage, only a Genesis game. Yeah. So you had to own the, the mm-hmm. Genesis for that. So, now, I think that was the, I mean, 80s, I mean, I will always be partial to Nintendo Yeah, I mean, the Sega Master System was around, but it wasn't, no, no one had that. I like one. I, mean, I, I one, had a Sega Master I knew, System. <laughs> My brother, I had another brother, so. <laughs> Fair enough, fine. I knew one, I, one people, I knew one family that had one, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, but like, where's, which, had where's a, Punch-Out? Where's Mario? It had a Rocky oh, game. Oh, it's got, oh, it did, I actually... I actually own that Rocky game, and it's actually pretty good. Actually, it's actually pretty good. You know For, the last bosses, by the way. Well, it goes in order of the movies. Ivan Drago. Yeah, because it goes in order of the movies. <laughs> Doesn't count. Um, all right. So my number three, which I debated on this between two and three. My number three is is grunge music. Oh. So yeah, you know, I mean, talk you know, you can mostly talk about the Seattle scene, but just grunge music in general, because there was other bands that weren't necessarily Seattle. But I mean, obviously Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, even like Candlebox, but then like Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, um, it influenced so many other bands afterwards too. Yeah, I mean, it was just. The, I mean, what's what's that band we just listened to with Cumbersome? Uh, well, Seven Mary Three. <laughs> I mean, they, they came out later on. They one hit wonders. Like, later on, yeah, yeah. Even Creed and even all these Sword bands Creed, that people yeah, hate, like yeah. Nickelback and all these, they're influenced by the grunge scene. Yeah, it, no, I mean, it, I think they made a sub drama called Post Grunge. Yes, if you look it up, because it's like <laughs> yes, they want to be grunge, but it's not really grunge anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, they're gonna call this Post Grunge, but you know, you, they completely. Destroyed the hair, hair metal scene. Oh, Molly Crew and all these bands, yeah, like Def Leppard and Poison and all these bands that people listened to in the eighties. And MT was like, "Hey, nobody wants to listen to this shit anymore." Yeah. So, later, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of those bands like were, you know, I still listen to today. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of them don't have their lead singers anymore. Right, true. Uh, um, Might have passed away. Yeah, drugs is a motherfucker. Yeah, drugs is a motherfucker. That is true. Um, but you know, a lot of that music I still really enjoy more so than anything else. Like, if you're gonna like, what do you want to listen to right now? A lot of it's gonna be those bands, or at least at least stuff that was, you know, 
from that era. Or like, influenced by influenced yeah. by that. I mean, Foo Fighters, I don't know if they technically counted as grunge. I, I would include them just because well, like, like, they're, they're kind right of tied into it. They're right there at the end. They come off of Nirvana. It's Dave Grohl. You can count that as post-grunge. That. Why not? If you want, Yeah, it's post-grunge, I guess, if you want to say that. But, you know, obviously Pearl Jam's still going today. I mean, even Allison Chains, to some degree, is still going. Um, you know, it's not quite the same, but it's still there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, grunge... I mean, even still, still in the pilots is still going. They were just ignored. I mean, but I, I mean, <laughs> Two, yeah. a month ago. R.I.P. <laughs> I but, mean, unfortunately, a lot of the least singers died, you know, but yeah, I mean, going to what Greg said, I mean, if, if you, if you look at my Pandora, what I, what I listen to, like, I mean, I pretty much listen to Pearl Jam every day, but like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, um, Foo Fighters, you know, STP, they're all like, you know. Yeah. That's that's my go-to's, you know. I mean, like, some people might want to throw Smashing Pumpkins in there, but yeah, I, I have a little bit yeah. of Smashing Pumpkins in there too. But like, I know you hate them, but I think I mean, they were in that era. They contribute to the scene, you know. I think they were part of that. That, that probably, but I mean, they they completely changed the, the music scene. They they changed the lifestyle too at the time. Like, well, that's true. If like, you were twenty like, eighteen to twenty five at that time, you know, which we were ten or eleven, we were, but you were yeah, wearing fucking flannel and fucking flannel. yeah, my old. My whole closet became flannel at that point. You know, like, it changed, like, what you were supposed to wear, what you're supposed to do. Um, fucking Headbangers Ball went from fucking Motley Crue to fucking Pearl Jam. And, you know, some bands survived, like Metallica and Red Hot Chili Peppers, who were in the 80s before that. Yeah. But even they kind of changed their, you know, if you look at the Metallica catalog. Oh, yeah. Post-91, 92, you're, oh, yeah. you know, you have to load and reload, which is, what are they trying to do? They're, they're, they're changing mm-hmm. their style from thrash to kind of a grungier if you per se sound yeah and it's because of what the music climate changed you know and the bands that didn't do that like motley Crue and def leppard and white snake and well i mean even even motley poison Crue, even motley Crue tried to do that because with, with the karate guy yeah and then the other guy came in and they kind of tried to do an attempt yeah but it, it wasn't yeah. great yeah all right what's my number three i don't know well ironically the year 1991 in music. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much what I was... I mean, that's basically what we're talking about. So, if you look at the, the year 1991 in music... So, no, no, because even... It's more... Yeah, I... Because there's definitely a lot of grunge that came along in 91. But there's also, I mean... But the year 1991. If you look at the year 1991 in music, I just... I have more, but I lost my page. I had notes. The Black like Album. 10. Never mind. Usually Illusions 1. Lose Your Jerusalem 2, Bad Motherfinger. I might have said that wrong. Bad Motherfinger? Yeah. Whatever. I fucking scribble fucking shit yeah. down. You're forgetting Blood Sugar Blood Sugar Ray Max, Sex Magic. Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, to go changing genres. But yeah. all these albums, you know what they have in common? They came out in 1991. That is true. That is it, true. This fucking year of music, like, I wish I was old enough to appreciate at the time. I was nine years old. but And I also grew up in fucking the Bronx. So, like, you know, I'm, you know, your brothers, your siblings influence what you listen to. And, like, my brother was into, like, Onyx and fucking Run the MC or whatever at the time. Whatever yeah, was fucking Onyx was around hip-hop-y yet. at the time. I don't know who the fuck was big in 1991. KRS-One? Like, as I grew up a little older, I was like, what the fuck? All these fucking Chris albums. All these albums came out in 1991 and... and as NWA. I pretty much owned all those CDs. 
Ice Cube? Ice Cube had a song? Nah, West Coast wasn't big in New York at the time. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, that's a but good point. pretty much, if you liked the grungy stuff that the Honorable just talked about, 1991's your year. But if you still like the tail end of the fucking... I mean, Metallica's... Black guy. Coming out to the world, I guess. I mean, I personally pre- appreciate their other music a little... The heavier, like a Justice for All and yeah, Red and Lightning, yeah. and, I mean, but we, they're we we've done our we've done our Metallica podcast. You can go check it out on the One Man Renegade podcast. I forget what episode it is, but just go look for but, it. It's there. We did it. That being said, you know if you have a year that like that one Diamond, Ten went Diamond, Nevermind went Diamond, Dangerous might have went Diamond. That's ten million albums sold for each of those. I, Fucking close if it didn't. Blood yeah. Sugar Rain, Sex Magic, Diamond. So you're looking at a year that five fucking albums probably went Diamond. That's 10 million albums sold. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a fucking great year of music. You know? Yeah. And they all deserve it. They all deserve it. Now you have like Soundgarden's album probably fucking that. That's their yeah, I mean, opus of fucking albums. That's, that, that's one of their like coming I mean, out I mean, albums. You know, like. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing, um, you know, um, Super Unknown sold better, but you know, that was definitely the launching point for that, what they getting them off the ground yeah. up doing. Yeah, so I mean, it was just a fucking amazing year for music, and it, it changed. That was the year that like, and then you got I didn't even count Guns and Roses. Usually loses one, yeah. two. You got two more Diamond albums right there, pretty much probably. And I don't know if they ever. I don't know if they got the Diamond, but they're they're, they're up there. Probably like seven or eight. You, you know why I didn't go Diamond? Because they fucking released two albums in well, one year. Well, that's the thing too. Yeah, you yeah. know, and they're both. That was just a double album, like together. Oh yeah, Diamond easily. Easy. Yeah, but they're fantastic. Yeah, you know, you had a year of music where you have November Rain, Enter Sandman, Smells Like Teen Spirit, fucking Black Even Flow, whatever the Five. fuck Michael Jackson was in that album, whatever um, Black or White. But everything was just like, you know, under the bridge. I mean, I'm sure there's under the bridge. Like Chili Peppers. Yeah. It was the sickest year of music, in my opinion. I don't think any year I mean, in one fucking combustible year had all those fucking albums come out at once. Top, top that year, and I challenge you, and fucking comment below. Tell me a year that's better than 1991 in music, and go. What's your next one? Um. So my number two, which you know I debated with grunge music for a bit, is the Monday Night War. Oh, we we have the same number two. So let's all right. Um, so let's talk. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we should save this. All right. So our number twos are the Monday Night War, but but we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little bit of a break at some point, and we're probably gonna get this into this more in depth. So, so let's we'll, let's we'll just, jump to one. Yeah. We'll jump to one then. So our number two, we're gonna argue over number two. Wait, is your number one Even AOL? Even though we're going to argue over number one, maybe, too. Is your number one AOL? Well, my number one was internet, so... <laughs> Holy shit! We, for the first... So, yes! That makes basically history. Basically AOL, for me, because that's first what time I had. Ever. For the first time ever in a very drunken podcast. Because we normally have, like, normally, like, his number five is nine, my number three, or my number five is his number one. For the first time ever, basically we, we pretty top, much agreed top, on the top three. Our top threes, yeah, we're basically the same. Because you said our grunge. top fours were really basically the same. Uh, so the 90s, we haven't... We, I mean, well, your five was what? My five was... Jermaine 2. All right, so mine Which was, was Beavis and Butt. Mine was Beavis and Butt. But other than that, it was basically, I mean, you know, you know, video games, 
aside, I mean, I had PlayStation, you had, we're talking about, like... SNES, you know, I, mean, I went a little but, more old school, but it's still the 90s, yeah. Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still under the same conversation. Wow, Jesus, all right, so... But AOL, our 90s was pretty, AOL, yes. so AKA the internet, we'll but AOL, about. like, I think we both had AOL yes. to start the internet. I mean, AOL, yes, I had AOL as my jump point into the internet, I guess. But it changed oh. the world, oh. like... Oh, it was you, ridiculous. It flipped the script, you know, like, oh, yeah. it just, you know, like... You went from, like, not needing the internet to needing the internet. Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of, like, researching fucking papers for school, anything. Like, oh, yeah. your whole lifestyle changed with the internet. Yeah. You know, I, I we both started with the dial-up with the, you know, you oh, fucking young you fucking young fucks don't know what the fucking beep. <laughs> none of us, none of you fucking chooches oh. know that fucking thing And then is. it took, like, ten minutes to load a page. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. Load a page. Load a page. Yes, it's loaded. All right, finally. But you know what? I really didn't give a fuck. Like, if it, if it said, no, like, it's taking 10 minutes to load a page, you fucking go, you sit down, you watch a little TV, up oh, it loaded. You know, when Napster right. came out, which I, I, Napster was an honorable <laughs> mention for me. But there was, the yeah, only reason I didn't include Napster is because, to me, personally, it ruined the music industry. And to me, the reason that bands I don't like anymore aren't around, is be, or not around, but, like, why there's not the MTV, you know what I mean? I think Napster kind of fucking ruined the whole music in general. I don't know. It yeah, was great know. because you could burn CDs, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it made it, it easier. It changed things. It made it easier because back but in... I mean, the, that's just the internet in general, I think. Because before, what you would do is, like, if Greg had, say, Pearl Jam 10, and I wanted a copy, all he would have to do was fucking put his CD player yeah. into the boot, the boom box and fucking put a tape player and yeah. record. Mm-hmm. And boom, I have a cassette of Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. And that's all you had to do back in the days. But, you know, NASA made it easier. If you had a computer, no one even you could just download whatever the fuck you wanted and then make your own CD. Yeah. So you didn't need your buddy to have Pearl Jam or Nevermind or mm-hmm. whatever. And you, you swap cassettes and whatever. Because that's what they did back in the... You know, that's what... That's our, true. No, your I, parents I, I did, did or whatever. That. No, I fucking did that. You know, but... I had you know, a bunch it, of bootleg... It made it that much easier. You, nice. If you if you wanted to take all your CD collections and say, "Hey, I, I want song one from Nevermind with song five from the Black Album with song three from Ten, and you made your own shit, and now so you just be like boom, 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 well, boom. Does too. You go to bed and you have a fucking all of them downloaded because it took forever. Yeah. The internet. And yeah. back in the days, if your parents were going to make a phone call, you got <laughs> bop, bumped off, you know. But <laughs> that is true. But nowadays, you know, like. Your, the generation that's younger than us, it's it's come it's just a given. Your internet's there, your Facebook, your whatever. But it started with AOL, kind of, you know, like it did because you had to pay for the internet back in the days. And oh, it was per minute. And you get, you get like so many free minutes a month or something, and then it was you had to pay per minute, which is just absurd when you think about it. Because how long it took to like just load a load a friggin' page, or like even like download like an email. I mean, took forever. But I, I just, I remember lo- loving it. Like, mom, are you gonna be on the phone? No, boom. Like, yeah, we had to... like set times where people could be on the phone versus on the internet. See, I, I was lucky. I didn't have a sister because I, I know. Like, well, yeah, my sister was on the phone. When girls are like interested time. in, you know, my brother, you know, my brother wanted to watch the Knicks, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna go online and do whatever I wanted to do. You know, like whatever. You just, your only, my only worry was my parents, like. Does my mom want to call her mom or some bullshit like that? Nope. All right. Good. You go then. You yeah. go on the fucking AOL and you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. 
you know, welcome, you got mail. Like, that was fucking music you to my ears. Mail. Back in the yeah. Log on to Napster. I think it was one called Livewire after Napster or some bullshit. Lime, Lime wire. wire. And Lime you just wire. download what the fuck you want. And then bear share. The, rip CDs. I mean, those, were, those were a little bit later. Well, because those ones I got usually, I think, all in college more so. I mean, Napster I had before college because I was like the, you know, the one. Napster was the original Facebook. Yeah. It was. It was the original, like, jump off of internet. Actually, there's a new show that's going to be on the History Channel. I think it's on the History Channel. It's coming out, like, soon, like, tomorrow. Or, like, Sunday or something. It's called, like, the, um... Valley of the Boom, I think? Is it about Napster? It's it's about, like, all, like, the early internet shit. Like, Netscape. Remember Netscape? And about, like, all these, like, random startup, like, internet companies. Do you remember Lycos, as a, Lycos a as a fucking search engine? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they would be involved. Or Yahoo? A ton. Well, Does Yahoo anybody really use Yahoo around. anymore? I mean, I use it more Yahoo for Sports. fantasy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yahoo's, like, the Well, the Yahoo was a search engine. It was yeah, before. No, it, was. I, it was popular yeah. before Google was. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there was Lycos with a dog. It was called Lycos. Lycos and there was Alta Vista. Uh, yeah, but Google just fucking wiped them out. Google wiped them all out. Yeah, there's Bing. If you use Bing, because everyone uses Bing, no one uses Bing. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, the internet, the internet, the internet, just the freaking internet. You're listening right now to this through the internet somehow. One way, one form or the other. Like, this is how, like, that came around. I mean, technically, I think it originated in, like, the 70s or, like, the early 80s or something. Like, as bullshit. But, like, in terms of, like, a, like, um, you know, a, like, a commercialized thing, it was the 90s. AOL, CompuServe, Prodigy, those were, like, the ones that, like, kicked it off. Um... Yeah, but... But before we get into 17 other topics, <laughs> before we get into that, if you were off the top of your head, going to go off what you want to hear. Would you want to hear a little new, 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 new world order? Or would you hear a little The X? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if we're talking theme music here, I feel like I put NWO on my list. I don't remember DX being on my list. But I think we already heard NWO once. So we do did. you want to break it down? Um, yeah, let's... let's, uh, let's uh, I think we might have to break it down. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down!
All right, and we're back. How was that fucking music for you? Fucking Are you ready? Are you fucking ready? Let's get ready to talk about wrestling from the 90s. Uh, all right, so, I mean, when we're talking about the wrestling from the 90s. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. We didn't do that very good. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Then, for the thousands listening and the millions of chooches they wish they were, let's get ready to talk about the fucking attitude era, motherfuckers. AKA the Monday and if Night you're Wars. Not, and if you're not down with that, I got two words for you drink it. Much fucking better. There we go. All right. So, I mean, you know, obviously we were talking about the 90s before. And, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff that happened in the 90s in terms of wrestling. You know, you can go back in the early 90s and talk about Hulk Hogan, the Royal Rumble, and Randy Savage, and Ric Flair, or whatever. You know, winning the Royal Rumble. Um, but we're talking about the war. The Monday Night War. Monday Night Raw came around in 1993. Yeah. Uh, kick-started... I mean, you know, granted. Before that, before let's that, talk we'll, about we'll, that, Bill. Because before Monday Night Raw even started on Monday nights, they had primetime wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say they had a show from before that. way back. In but like it was like a, it was like days. a fucking Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon would recap the week, talk about. They'd usually show a couple of superstars. Matt, and... they yeah, they recap what happened on Superstars and Wrestling Challenge and whatever, and they but then they'd show like a couple of like like matches from house shows that they taped or whatever and it was fine it evolved a little bit to other things over the years but then in 1993 january 11th i believe as we well we when we, just start, now, but when I, we started I, it, it was, ironically yeah. when we started this podcast i think it was january 11th if i if my memory serves me correctly 1993 they uh Live from the Manhattan Center. In New York fucking city, In New York way. City. They did mon- the first live Monday Night Raw. You know what the first match was? No. Doink the Clown? No, it was not Doink the Clown, although he may have been on that. Um, it was Coco Beware versus Yokozuna. Um, but regardless, so they, you know, the Monday Night Start, you know, it it's... It's a ratings success in terms of early 90s wrestling, which at the time was not doing great. Um, but it did well. It did well. And then like a couple years later, Eric Bischoff charged WCW. He got Hulk Hogan, brought Hulk Hogan over. They were still kind of doing okay. And Ted Turner was basically like, hey, what can we do here? What can we do to jump ahead of WWF at the time? Vince McMahon, WWF. Uh, well, they are Monday nights. They have USA. They're on primetime, Monday nights. Like, And Bischoff said a joke. Like, we need a... We'll give us a show on Monday night. Yeah, Bischoff didn't think it was going to happen. He was like, yeah. give me primetime. Give me a show on Monday nights, primetime, on TNT or whatever. And Ted Turner's like, okay, here we go. Here's the show. So there you go. In Labor Day of 1995, Monday Nitro debuted, which 
people may may or not remember, Raw was not on that night because of tennis on USA. Because every year they had the fucking tennis USA Open, and Raw was off the air for two weeks. In the, addition to the dog, dog show, I was gonna say they had that fucking stupid dog show. Dog too. show was in February, and they would always be off that for that week too. Other other than that, you know, Raw would be on. Um, so then there you go. It started with the Monday Night Wars. And they started with Lex Luger debuting. Whoa, 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 whoa what is turning? Because I remember I watched I watched that first. That's oh, I, I did too because Brawl was not. So it was like, all right, I'll check out WCW, whatever. Because at the time, I was really talk about kind of only... What wrestling I was didn't back really then watch too? WCW. Wrestling at that time was like Duke the Dumpster Drossy. <laughs> That's true. Doink the Clown. Yep. The one, two, three kid. Yep. Yeah, the W. And I've always been loyal to the WWF. But at the time, yeah. it was... Cartoonish. I mean, what's so you had the don't the, go messing I mean, with the country boy, with the fucking don't, the, the the hog the, the hog the guys Godwin. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was kind but, of but but no, but at the, at the similar at similar to that, Doctor Isaac Yankum DDS. Yep. I mean, WCW had the Dungeon of Doom. I mean, Sting was still pretending he was a surfer. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, wrestling I, was, was kind of cartoonish. I mean, Hulk Hogan was still Hulk Hogan. But, you know, this is going to lead up to where we're going at. Yeah. So, in the, was it 95 or 96 where... Well, it was 95 when, that, when Nitro started, but... So, so then the, for, like, the first five or six months, they were competing. And then, you know, they were stepping up the game a bit, where instead of Monday Night Raw being a bunch of, like, jobber matches, and then, like, a one good match, all of a sudden Nitro was all good matches. So, our, when I say good matches, it wasn't... It, was Kevin it wasn't Sullivan. necessarily good. It was Kevin just Sullivan like, versus Ric Flair. It was like someone you knew versus someone else you knew as opposed to someone you knew beating up someone you'd never heard of. Um, which were still, generally speaking, not great matches, but whatever. They were what they were. Just It was matches that against pe- people against people you knew of. And that, and that basically eliminated the jobber matches. The jobber matches are not really a thing anymore. And they haven't been since basically then. Because you couldn't do that. It's like, okay, if... if um, So you didn't have the Brooklyn Brawler versus Bret Hart anymore. Yeah, if Bret Hart's, yeah, if Bret Hart's fighting the Brooklyn Brawler on Raw. But, yeah. You know, Ric Flair's fighting... Hulk Hogan or Chris Benoit, Hogan, let's say. Or, say yeah, someone, someone you know. Well, someone more of. higher tier, like Chris yeah. Benoit or... Um, like Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, whatever. yeah. It's like, you knew Eddie Guerrero. You knew he, I mean... He wasn't a Brooklyn Brawler. Like he, Eddie Guerrero would actually won some matches. Brooklyn Brawler. So basically, what, what was going on? Unless, like, you were like Craig, who recorded the entire Nitro because he watched Raw. Because I didn't do that. I had a VCR. I talked about this on my. What I used to do is that was my number one from the eighties or number. What I used to do um, is I would see who's fighting in one channel and see who's fighting in the next channel. Listen, hey, listen. And I, I would I say, used... okay, I'm going to watch this match against this match. I would flip back and forth. Eating commercials, it's gonna be wrong. But you know, that's what I did. You know, and which is why I hate it. Like you know, if you at one point if you're watching Nitro, fucking Bishop would just fucking tell you like what was going on. Yeah, and I didn't like that. But you know, you know, at the time you you know. But that harkens back to my number one from the '90s, the internet. Because of the internet, you could easily find out who won. I mean, I was I wasn't looking up the raw matches. I wasn't doing I that mean, yet. Yeah, were you doing you that? Were, I. I did sometimes, not all the time, but like, I never did that. But anyways, 
1995 ish, 94 ish. You learned something about. Kayfabe being broken. The click. That was 96. The click. That was early 96. So around 96, so, so wrestling starts, the scope of wrestling starts changing. This is when wrestling changes the whole script. And this is where we're going to come leading up to the Monday Night Wars. Because for the, you know. The first few months it was kind of like Raw Nitro, like whatever. And then Racer's contract. Racer Ramon, Scott Hall's contract runs out. And McMahon can't, he doesn't want to pay Hall what, he, what, he's, what, what Nitro or... Well, apparently it wasn't even necessarily that. It was more so, like, basically, WCW, Eric Bischoff... Offering guaranteed money. Guaranteed money versus the WWE where, like, he was making a good amount of money, but he had to... Work 280 out of 365 Work a lot of dates and also merchandise sales. Where in WCW, who is just going to get the same amount of money... Or even more, for basically just showing up for half the time and doing half the you know and doing at the time WCW was wasn't doing house shows yeah yeah so basically WCW's house shows at the time were at Universal not Universal MGM Studios yeah I think so or they didn't do house shows whereas if you work for WWF at the time he, Greg calls it WWE because it's the Watchers show yeah you had to travel to, from Tampa to Orlando Orlando to fucking New Hampshire, you had to yeah. travel all over the fucking yeah. world, the United States, pretty much. So, pretty much, if WC Dolphin Razor the same amount of money for half the work, he took the bite. Kevin Nash takes the bite, yeah, and it starts the Monday Night Wars because it creates the fucking NWO, and it and then went from cartoonish Doctor Isaac Yankum DDS yeah. to oh, yeah. you know I I, I I remember watching. The Nitro, where Scott Hall comes out and he looks like Razor Ramon. He comes from the stands and it was pretty cool. It was pretty badass. He comes out and not for nothing, but ECW was doing that for a while already. Yeah, that fans I mean, come out. You know, if you watched ECW at the time, and we'll tie this in too because ECW, you can't not count ECW in this whole. Thing. I mean, there was ECW influenced influenced a lot of what was going on. You know, you had Scott Hall come from the crowd, the the scope of things. You know, it, it was more real. And know, while, while while WCW and WEF at the time um, weren't um, totally changing over, they were at least like incorporating some of that sort of vibe at specifically at the time because it was like, oh, that that's getting popular. So let's kind of use some of that, but at the same time, they weren't committed to doing that. Being so vulgar or violent. Yeah. So it they, wasn't they as could, violent. They couldn't. they couldn't. They had too many advertisers and stuff that they had to appease to, and they're like, well, if we go too over the top, you know, these people are going to take off. Because they weren't doing the greatest ratings. They were doing good ratings, but not the greatest. So anyway, Eventually that would change. Do you know the date? When Hall comes down and fucking it was like climbs May, a It was Memorial Day weekend, I know. It was one more day. Defense. It's pretty badass. I forget, May twenty sixth, maybe. And he like goes, "You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here." I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Yeah. Something, and he 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 insinuates that the WWF is taking over WCW yeah. with the whole thing. He creates this whole storyline, and if you're if you're flipping channels, you're like, "Hey, is WWF going to talk about this too?" So I'm flipping channels like. Idiotly, not knowing like what's going on, because yeah. not knowing or like Raw's a tape show from like two weeks ago, and 
So, you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it was good TV. It was like, oh, holy shit, what's going on? Two weeks later, Kevin Nash comes on. And you, holy shit, there's Diesel, you know. In the pay-per-view, he fucking powerbombs fucking Chris, um, what's his fucking church Bischoff. Bischoff, and you're like, oh. Then they have that pay-per-view, and I ordered it. Yeah. I want to know who the third guy is. Who's the third guy? Who's the third guy? Because it was, it was Sting, uh, Sting, Macho Luger, Man. and Macho Man. Yeah, and Luger versus Hall, Nash, and... and you don't know who the third, third guy is. guy. You don't know who it is. And lo and behold, this, oh, that, is, yeah. this changes... And this is why Hulk Hogan is up there, because he was a fucking fantastic villain. So, so you go back and look. Hulk Hogan had not done anything since, I think, April. This is July. Maybe the beginning of May. Um... And this is July. So he took a couple months off. He was actually legitimately like filming a movie or something. Um, Thunder or in Paradise, maybe? Or maybe... Nah, I think Thunder in Paradise had already been canceled by that point. But but I think he was filming some movie. Who knows? Um, that's why... And if you ever noticed and you watched this clip from Bachelor of the Beach 96, um, when he comes out, his mustache is kind of weird... Like, he didn't have the full Hulk Hogan mustache at the point because he had to shave it in, like, for a movie or something like that. It looks weird. It looks weird. Um, but, you know, so, for those of you that didn't watch it, so, it's Hall Nash, Sting Luger. Um, Luger's hurt. Luger got hurt. Luger, hurt, Luger got hurt. jumped, pretty much. Basically, before the it's event happens, they jump Luger, and he's gone. He's out. So it's two on two. So it's two on two, and then, and then Nash and Hall. I think Sting. I think Sting got thrown out the ring. Macho Man was Macho coming, Man making was a comeback. Down. Uh, Nash and Hall are. But then him up. somebody hit somebody hit Macho Man in the balls. Yeah, the referee I think got knocked down or something. I don't know. Whatever. And then Hulk Hogan comes out. Hulk Hogan comes out, and so he think, almost fucks it up. He he didn't does fuck. It. Because he didn't go, but whose side is he on anyway? And he says that, like, knowing whose side he's on. And I, and from what I read, fucking Dusty Rhodes, like, was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. But if you look back at that clip, like, it's, per- <laughs> it's pretty good. But it like, makes sense for Heenan, because Heenan always hated Hulk Hogan. Always. Always hated Hulk Hogan. Back at, you go back to the 80s, it was always Heenan managing someone against Hulk Hogan. So, like, for me, I, I kind of get why we'd say that. And, but Shivani kind of, like, saves it. Like, oh, what do you mean? Like, yeah. some, or is it Dusty Rose? Somebody quickly, like, yeah, tries to flip it. I think it's Rose, but, yeah. So, but anyways, then, then he comes in, drops the leg on Savage. New, the Shocks new, the world. The New World, did organi- you ex- the did you new world Organization begins. Did you expect that happening when you were you watching know, that? I, I, you know, honestly, internet, internet, again, my number one from the 90s. I had read something that, like, someone had speculated. Ah, could it be Hogan? Wouldn't it make sense to be Hogan? And everyone's like, ah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's not going to be Hogan. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett or, or the one two three kid or, or some bullshit. And then apparently it might have been Sting at one point, which wouldn't well, that make was any original, sense. That was the original plan with Sting. That would have made any sense, because, like, why would Sting have joined those guys? That, 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 what, Hogan made the most sense. Because Hogan made the most sense. And then he comes out, and I'm like... Oh crap! And then he even said that thing, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And then and then he did it. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, that that makes a lot more sense." What 
I didn't expect it to become the NWO or what it be, you know, end up becoming, but like, yeah. See, for me, and we're going to get into this further. Yeah, we're gonna... That was when WCW, for me, had the opportunity to, and they went for 83, whatever it was, weeks. 83 weeks, yeah. But those three, as an alliance or a yeah. heel, whatever, and it made And then they brought in Virgil, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Well, yeah, they brought in they so they brought in um, DiBiase, and then the Giant joined. The Giant didn't make sense, but he was supposed six, to be Andre's son. Well, yeah, six joined. See, this is it was the sixth member. If 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 it was me, and then Virgil came in, and then Bischoff, and then. See Bischoff. Bischoff. That, that's what. It, that's what it ruined it. Scott Norton and. If we're gonna make a debate on DX, Brian Adams, DX versus NWO, right? <laughs> if we're gonna debate this, yeah. what I love and why I would say DX was the better alliances. First of all, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yep. Razor and Diesel worth a click. Yep. So if you're gonna go and, back and to the history of it, one right? three kid. The kid was the fifth. He was the fifth guy. So DX is and and NWO's whole nucleus is is this one faction that nobody was supposed to know about, but we kind of do. Mm-hmm. So they the Monday Night Wars is created by the biggest jerks of wrestling because they were all assholes at the time. So yeah, so let's go back because we were talking about this. Then M- Madison Square Garden. May 19th, I think it was. 1996. Um, the, f- the farewell. The break of K-Fabe. The, yeah. the breaking of k So, 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 Shawn Michaels and Diesel are fighting in the main event in a cage match. And earlier in the night, Triple, uh, or Hunter Hearst Helms, as he was known then, and Razor Ramon had a match. Razor's good. Hunter Hearst Helms is bad. Sean's good. Diesel's bad. And then match ends. Sean wins. Blah, blah, blah. Hunter comes out to, like, attack Sean or whatever. But then Razor comes out to make the save. But then afterwards, they all hug and hold hands. And they all hands up, yeah. Whatever. Which apparently got on tape somehow. I mean, that would become a thing later. Do you think this is fixed? It must. It had to have been. It had to. Have been. I. I guarantee it had been. So well, why would as this... much as people argue, and we'll get to it in a second, as much as people argue that the the Montreal screw job was a fix, I don't think that was. But like for 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 nineteen, it was nineteen ninety six, and someone snuck out a camcorder with that. I mean, it was, it was the greatest reception. It wasn't like the greatest video ever, but like it's pretty decent for 1996 for someone probably sitting up on the balcony at Madison Square Garden to, you know, film that, you know, and get it to, you know, be on TV years la- a couple years later or a year and a half later or whatever it was. But it's just like, how that how would that even happen? I mean, maybe it was your dad. We only had this conversation. <laughs> had the it was not my dad. Was your dad okay? No, we had a conversation but, earlier, but but the thing is, is that um, for me, why would WWF need that? 
Razor was leaving. Diesel was leaving. They didn't, but they were like, well, what if what if this is something we can use later? Because Vince buried Triple H after that. He buried him. He no, was a mid carter and he fucking true. buried him to the bottom. But that was the thing. It was like, well, what if what if we can use this later for something? For something. And we'll, eventually they did. We'll circle around to that because they did use that later on. Yeah. And how did they get that footage is a good question. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm wondering. That's, I don't understand this. Because how did they get it. that footage? Like, yeah. There was no YouTube when they got the footage. No. It wasn't because like Because when that Raw came out. Every, everyone didn't have their cameras and just record wherever the When the Raw came out where they showed them holding. Because yeah. everyone was like a Raw. Like, oh. Yeah. And I think it's when. But that had already. I think, I think they were using that for fake Diesel and fake Razor. Yeah. I don't, when did they use that? Were you showing no, them. No. They showed it like. It was like Shawn Michaels and Triple H came out and like. Look at this footage we found. It was a meeting of DX. It was like, they were like wreaking havoc and like, wow, we don't want to talk about this, do we? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, it was like 90, late 97. So we're like talking about a year so, later. Yeah, how, this is before YouTube. So I was like, saying, how I was like why, why would they have this? It, it is a little Where'd sketchy. Where'd it come from, right? Yeah. But that means that, so, NWO or, or DX? I'm going to go DX. All right. And this is why. I think the NWO, they added too much. Did it because it it kind of diluted WCW because then I mean you know because I mean? the only thing you had was the four horsemen but like the four horsemen got their ass kicked every week <laughs> and you know how I feel about the horsemen yeah it's the greatest fucking intro music of all of wrestling <laughs> and for me and I don't I will dare anybody to tell me that Ric Flair is not the best rock and wrestler of all time I dare you mm-hmm. you like Hogan I know you like Hogan. I mean you know Hogan. Hogan Hogan is the best entertainer. I mean, but if you if you take a look at the entire the entire package, wrestling, entertaining, charisma, mic game, intro music, it's Ric Flair, mm. and he's the best villain of all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Hollywood Hogan was pretty good. To me, I'm a big Ric Flair fan. His his fucking fucking Rolex watch, don't give a fuck attitude coming out with the ladies. He was a badass motherfucker, and I'm a WWF guy, and I'm telling you that Bobby Heenan holding the, the fucking NWA belt and saying like, "We got the real champ in time now." Yeah. And to backtrack a little bit, Vince McMahon's biggest mistake is why the fucking 1991 did he not have? The biggest match of wrestling history. Now you too. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Um, Why did that not ever happen? I mean, I've heard some theories, and uh, basically it was Hogan wanted to leave and do some stuff. And Vince didn't want to give Ric Flair the win. And Vince Rick didn't want to give Ric Flair the win, and it wasn't going to. And he couldn't keep the belt. He couldn't give the belt to Hogan if he was going to leave. So that's why they ended up switching up to Savage. Savage wins. He keeps the belt, and then. Eventually dropped it back to Flair, like, months later. But then immediately dropped it to Bret Hart, which was always kind of a weird decision. But then... Because WCW has a match, like, 15 years later, or not even, like, six years later. No, three years later. Two years later. But it, it kind of lost its luster. No, it point. did. It did. That's true. But, but um, they could have had the, the biggest match in the history of wrestling. They could have. And apparently they tried it out. They did a couple house shows, one at Madison Square Garden, one in like Montreal or something. 
maybe you think, one in San Francisco. And people just didn't react how they wanted it to. So they're like, all right, well, it's not that big a deal. And then, you know, Hogan wanting to leave, I think, changed everything too. Um, you oh, know, there, Hogan, was no, there was no reaction Hogan, to it? It wasn't as big as they were thinking. They were thinking, that, oh, this is going to sell out. and That should have a big pop. And it just didn't. So um, once Hogan was like, I, I'm going to take a take some time off after WrestleMania That's what Finn Manolo's bar or whatever the fuck it like, was. No, I don't know. I don't even know what he did at that point. Because he didn't come back for like almost a year later. Um, but regardless, I mean, that is 90s, but... So we're, we're talking about Attitude Era here. So. We were talking about the Attitude Era. I didn't mean to backtrack, guys. No, we did It's still 90s. It's this still is a very 90s. drunk podcast. We can, it's still we can backtrack 90s. all we want. It's still 90s wrestling. I mean, it's our podcast and we'll backtrack if he wants to, motherfuckers. Excuse me. Um... What were we talking about? Oh, so yeah. Hogan. So DX or NWO? Um, I'm going DX all the way. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go DX too. Just because with NWO, there's uh, so many different versions of the NWO you could go with. Because, like, I mean, if they just stuck with the original, original NWO, and it, even if you counted, like, even if it was like Hall Nash Hogan, even if you kind of like DiBiase, the Giant, and like six, and even if you throw Bischoff in there, okay, fine, fine. But then you added Conan and and Scott Stein. Oh, the red, the red on the view. Then they split up, and there was the Wolfpack, and even Sting was in the and Luger in the Wolfpack, and and then you know you had the. NWO Hollywood, and but then there was a finger poke of doom. So then there was the NWO like elite, and then there was NWO like B team, and it was just like, what are we doing? What is what is what are we doing here? Like what is this? And then they just disappeared for a while, and then there was NWO like 2000 with like Jeff Jarrett, and then eventually it came to WWE, and it was like. Shawn Michaels joined the end of it. And I was like, what? no, this is just dumb. Now, if Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Hall and Nash were NWO, that would have been great. Well, yeah. For, the, for that for that era. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It, sure. But, like, DX. Because that would have been the click. It you could have had the kid in it. But the kid was, at the point, I think the kid was already in drugs and shit. And fucked well, up. I mean, sure. I mean, so was Hall. He got fired <laughs> oh, pretty immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Hall Hall is not in great shape either. Um, But, um, you know, I mean, if you're talking DX, I mean, you're talking Sean, Hunter, China, Rick Rude, sort of. To an extent. But then it branched off. But then, well, that was the thing about Rick Rude. He was Rick Rude, technically, and DX and NWO the same night. Because he was on a taped Raw and a live Nitro. See, WCW was smart at that time. And, and, and also... They had also, a hundred blaze also, fucking through the belt. Well, that's true. But also, also, let's not forget about this, too. Because we said we're going to bring this back. In the same week that Rick Rude was on Raw and Nitro, he was also on ECW. Really? Yeah. Look it up. It's true. Crazy. What was he doing in ECW? Because he was still in ECW. Because... DCW and WWE had a working relationship at the time, and he was kind of still in ECW, but, you know, they recorded stuff well in advance, so this was like, you know, a month 
that they a month a month before any of this stuff went down that they recorded whatever episode happened to air that week. But also he was on Raw Nitro. So he comes out in a suit in ECW. Because he didn't wrestle at that point. His I don't know. I mean, he, he wasn't wrestling. He, he was, was a I face. Don't know. He, was, but he was on, he might have just been doing commentary or something on ECW. I don't even remember. I'll have to go back and figure it out on the network or something. I mean, it's all on the WWE Network. Yeah, it's all on the, it is all on the WWE Network. That is true. Um, which is a bargain when you think about it. Do you get every pay-per-view? Yeah, every pay-per-view. For how much you pay a month? It's nine ninety nine a month. It's pretty good. The Royal Rumble coming up in a couple weeks. And you get a, a full back catalog. And you get all all the back catalog. I mean, it doesn't have everything, but it has a lot. It also has all the Monday Night War stuff for the most part. They don't it have does all... change, It changed the ECW intros. The well, yeah, the ECW stuff is tough to watch sometimes because. They change all the stuff. Even the WCW stuff. Even some of the WF stuff. They have to change the music for you know, legal reasons. I don't know. I feel like they're just being cautious in some cases. So who song? Give me well, an example. Like, even like... So like DDP's like... Self High Five? Self High Five. Which is basically a ripoff of... Smells Like Teen Smells Spirit. Like Teen Spirit. They change just because they don't want to get in trouble. WCW didn't give shit in the 90s, but WWE was like, ah, uh, well, we, yeah, yeah, maybe. So if you Someone watch, might care. So if you watch an old WCW episode, they change yeah, the stuff they like give, five songs. Yeah, they give them some bullshit, like, random. Like, it's it's basically a ripoff of a ripoff. It's, it's weird. You know Jimmy Hart made all those songs, right? Yeah, yeah. Even Jericho, too, is even flow. Um... Rip off music is they change it because no, See, actually, no. The weird thing though is they change it to his WWE music or WF music, which never doesn't make any sense at all. See, for me, I remember Jericho with this fucking. I never. Well, that one they didn't change, which is weird because that was actually a real song. It was just uh, they edited out the they cut out the lyrics, but it was actually a legitimate song that was from an actual band that had an actual song. And an actual like music video that you can look up, and it was actually played on MTV. Um, but I never remember Jerk coming out to Even Flow. Well, it was. Is that when he was complaining so much? Like I don't, I don't get shots. Is that when yeah. he was a whiny little was, bitch? Yes, he was. Yeah, that's. I mean, but because Jericho, I remember in WCW, he's like leaning against the fans. Like, yeah, that was before that. Um, but anyways. What were we talking about? Um, yeah, DX, I think, is my answer. I don't know. Well, this is, my point was, like... We're talking about the editor. Right? So you have, you have, you have Sean some... and Triple H, and then, you know, China and Rick Rude, uh, to some degree. But then it's, you know, the three of them, after Rude goes WCW. And um, then Sean gets hurt and is out. Bring back X-Pac. You get the Outlaws... And that's it. And they say there's that no way. Stevie Ray, there's no Virgil, there's no, you know, Michael Wall Street, there's no Bubba, big uh, big Bubba, big Buff Bagwell, Buff Bagwell, 
Big Papa Pump, you mean? Big Papa Pump. No, I meant um, Scotty Bubba Gelati? Ray. No, it's not Bubba Ray. <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's name? He was a big boss man. He was um, uh, what the hell was his name? Fuck, who cares? What the hell was his name in WCW? But, I mean, but, it was Ray Trailer, but like. But here's my thing. Big Bubba Rogers. That's what. It was. Here's my thing. WCW fucked it up. Bubba Ray Rogers. They could have kept it, even if they had a big boss man, right? They should have had the NWO be the faction that was ex-WWF people. Well, whoever I was, because Kurt Henning was also. Oh, Nash, Kurt Henning, Hogan. You could have Big Boss Man. Yeah, you can add Virgil. You can add Ted DiBiase, right? Yeah, one, two, three, kid. You can have the giant and then Bischoff. When Bischoff joined, I lost interest because it was like he got powerbombed like a month ago. Like, what the fuck do you mean he's he's on this? You really gonna get the biggest? Baddest finishing move, okay, and take it. No, you lost my interest. All right, but you know, honestly though, if we're really talking attitude era, we're talking the money war. The thing that made everything change: Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Mr. McMahon. And why did Mr. Mister McMahon? Yeah, McMahon. Why did Mr. McMahon exist? Because of the Montreal screw job. And the Brett screwed Brett interview. It's crazy to look it back on it. All right, but like before we end this podcast, it's right? crazy to look back at it. Brett screwed Brett. I have a question and I have about this. No, I have no sympathy for him. Brett screwed Brett. That's what he said. Brett screwed Brett, and I have no sympathy for him. And all of a sudden, he became the biggest villain, heel, biggest villain, the biggest bad guy ever. And then he went after Stone Cold, who, at the time... Was a bad was, motherfucker. Yeah, he was just... Yeah, he was a bad I motherfucker. I mean, he took, the, he took that sharpshooter, passed out, didn't quit. They already built the Stone Cold up. And Hart was given... Hart was building him up, too. Hmm. Which, to his credit, like, Hart knew he was leaving. And there was... Well, whole... whether or not he knew he was leaving or not, but he... He wanted... He knew his his time as a the top baby face was over. He knew it was a different time period. And a lot of that was because of the NWO. Because the NWO were bad guys, but they were cool. So people liked them. So I was like, all right, well, Stone Cold's the bad guy, but he's cool. So people like him. Bret Hart's the baby face. Like, well, he wasn't necessarily a baby face. Good guy, Canadian. Career. And he's like, this is bullshit. And I was like, oh, you said bullshit. You're, you're a bad guy now. You know? And it was like, okay, whatever. So, but... You know, then the whole Montreal thing happened, and it switched. I mean, it just he went Flip to script. he went to WCW, did he nothing, ruined his career, did ruined his nothing. Career. I mean, but I mean, I mean, you know, you know, Vince McMahon does the whole interview like Brett screwed Brett, and I have no sympathy for. Before him. we end this podcast, do you think the screw job was a, was a hoax? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, it would have been the greatest thing ever if it was, but... I mean, it, it would have been like the Kaiser Sose of fucking wrestling right there. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fucking... Um, but, I mean, because the thing was, Brett never came back until, like, much, much later. But the Goldberg the, kicked him in the head. Here's the thing. They had a documentary team there. That's true. The, the documentary Why would Vince let weird. a fucking documentary team See, there that's if the he thing I always never understood. Because he, it's, it's own I mean, wrestling with shadows. He watched the fucking thing. Yeah. 
You see Vince come out holding the set. Whatever, looking all groggy, but you don't see the hit. No, you don't. You don't. You know. You also don't hear like the, he was mic'd up, but I don't hear Brett punching fucking Vince. No, yeah, it was not, I mean, he must have took his mic off or something. I don't know. And he was like, "I hit him. I hit him as hard as I could." And Vince had the still had the shiner. Brett screwed Brett. I have no sympathy for him. But Vince could have given. He could have said, "Hit me." Yeah, he might. I don't know. That's what he said. To me, like, I don't know. To me, I think it might be a fix. I don't there know. is no it's, way it's Vince will allow those we'll cameras in there. We'll never know. It will all be the biggest mystery. But regardless of that, it there's also no way low. that Vince would allow all that equipment to get fucked up. Because Brett fucked up all that equipment after the, after the, after the work. That's true. Granted, like, you know, like they, they created the whole Spanish announcement table embarrassment after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that's true. But I, you never, those TVs never got fucked it. up. They, they just put, like, I don't even know if those TVs were real. But it was like a combustible table that they put these TVs on. Because every fucking month at the pay-per-view, for some reason, the other take a powerbomb or um, choke slam somebody through this table. Or somebody dove into this table. Or the W boys did something to this table. But the Spanish, it was an ongoing joke. Yeah, it definitely was. But Brett fucked up everything in, in the announcing area. Yeah. And there's no way to me that Vince would allow that. There's absolutely no way. He would have security step in the middle of it. Yep. So to me, that Montreal school job is a fix. You you take Brett. Do you think they would have let the cameras air when when not the raw when the paper is going off the air? You can see Brett doing W C W. That happened after. No, they showed that later. Which I mean, they were still filming. When the actual pay per view was off the air, it just it just Shawn Michaels walking out, and they're like, and and Jim Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler are just like, uh, we don't know what's going on, and he just walks off, and that it ends. It like cuts off, but then they showed that footage a couple weeks later during that same interview with Vince McMahon. You can't. But they were running no, the. They were, there's the no way that Vince would have allowed that. I don't know. I mean, W. Just, he's writing. No, the he did. They showed, it. No, they showed it. They showed C. it. And 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 I saw that. I was like, well, that's the that's the one thing that WCW messed up on. How Bret Hart wasn't on Nitro the next night. I know they did like a thing where like came out with Canadian flag. NWO came out with Canadian flags. Like, ah, oh, Bret Hart, welcome. He's Bret coming Hart. over. Yeah, he's coming over. But how he wasn't on until like a month later, and then didn't wrestle for like three months later, because he was like a referee. Didn't know when die or something like that. No, that didn't that didn't, that didn't happen until years later. I mean, because that was fucked up too. Because they didn't utilize him then. No, it was it was. Just... He was available the next day. They didn't utilize him. No. Because technically he had like two weeks left on his contract or something like that, but he had like creative control. And because of what happened, he easily could have walked away and no consequences. Went well, fine. And you know how he's not on the nitro the next night. At least in the crowd. Blow At least in the crowd, just sitting there. Yeah. If they they what it would have been badass is sort of like what they did with Sting, which I hated the crow thing. Hmm. But they just bring the the mic to him. Do you have anything to say about this? And Brad just sit there, nothing. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have he. 
WWE could not sue him because he said nothing. Mm-hmm. But he's on the air. And you know he's pissed. That would have been fucking... So he doesn't show up for like a month later. And then he does that stupid shit at Stargate. Which was so dumb. Oh. But anyways. Um, I don't know. So ultimately... There's a finger poke of doom. Mankind wins the title. That didn't help anyone. From WCW. Stone Cold just takes off. The Rock comes around takes off. I mean, WCW fucked himself by... Was they fucked himself by running Goldberg. Well, that's what I'm saying. Goldberg, the, the Starcade, when he gets tasered and loses, and then the finger poke of doom night ruined... Didn't help him at all. Hogan gets the title back, and then... They they literally had... They, they literally had somebody that was, at the time, not to me, but to the wrestling world. He was as big as Austin. He was pretty big, yeah. I mean... He was undefeated. I never... He, I was, never he was climbing. Him, but... Me, for me, I, I was an Austin He fan. beat Hogan, which is another thing. But they didn't do it in the pay-per-view. They did it on Nitro. Because they were trying to win the Monday Night They War. were trying to win the... Yeah, because WWE had taken over at that point. They're like, oh, we need to do something. Let's give our biggest match we could possibly have on free TV. All they had to do was build it up. And they won the they won the night they won the ratings that week. But then what the pay per view do? Probably nothing because no one cared. They already saw it. They already saw the match. It's dumb. It was the biggest mistake. They should have let it up. They should have did a fake match. Like they should have said tonight. They should have. Tonight. Hogan versus Goldberg. And, and then, then, and Goldberg then when Goldberg gets in the ring, everyone from the end Kevin Nash beats the shit out of him. Which they sort of did in the match. But then he still beats Hogan. And I was like, well, now you just ruined everything. You don't even have to have the match start. Just have on someone beat up if the it wasn't me, I wouldn't even have the match start. Goldberg comes see. out. Hogan comes out. They stay at each other. Nash comes from behind. Yeah. Fucks him up. Hogan takes off. Because the ratings would have yep. skyrocketed. Hogan and- takes off as the shit heel character. The shit heel character he was. They build the pay- the matchup for the pay-per-view. Everyone wants to see that. Everyone wants to see them actually fight at the pay-per-view. And then in the pay-per-view, you can say... You and can it do the, it wouldn't And the WF has done this before. a ton of buys. WF has done this before. You, you do the pay-per-view, one of those things where... If anybody from the MDMO comes out, it's an automatic DQ. Yeah. Because they did it with DX. If anybody from DX comes out for this match, Michaels loses. Yeah. That's all they had to do. And then with yeah. a fucking... Won the pay-per-view bye week. Won the fucking week. Yeah. It might have changed them in the wars. It could have. It might have. It could have. I think it was too late at that point, though. And I'm losing my voice. Austin was... Austin, yeah, Austin was... And I'm losing my voice. Austin and The Rock were just... But I have maybe... All right, what, do you, what else do you have to say? A few more things to say. Wait, how many How many more things do you have to say? I have about... All right, so wait, wait. wait. Before, before, before we get to how many things you have to say. So at the end of the day... I mean, we we know what happened in hindsight. WWE won the battle. Everything. I cost. But, but in, in a random night in 1997, <laughs> and it's Raw versus Nitro. It's a live Raw. Let's go live Raw. Yeah. That's, that was a thing back then. It wasn't always live. So live Raw, DX is going to confront Stone Cold. Okay. Um, the NWO is, is fighting Sting and Luger. 
Yeah. What are you watching? Raw. Okay. Me too. Me too. And you want to know why? I got 17 reasons why, motherfuckers. 17? 17. 17. And you know what? We didn't even talk about Undertaker and Kane. But you know what? There's 17 reasons, reasons why we didn't talk why about we didn't that. Because we talked about 17 other things. But you know what other things that 17 has to do with? What? 17? 17? You know, se- I mean, there's 17. 17. 17. Uh... Too drunk for this shit.